0: Hello everyone, my name is Jinx Monsoon, and welcome to a brand new episode of Hi Jinx with me, Jinx Monsoon. Today, my guest is John Roberts, who you will probably know as Linda from Bob's Burgers. (laughs) Don't worry, I'm not gonna be doing a Linda impression this whole episode, but you may get to hear a little bit of Linda. From the creator himself. John Roberts and I talk all about what his life was like before Bob's Burgers, what it's like during Bob's Burgers, and what we think might happen after Bob's Burgers. It's a really fun conversation between two people who just really like each other. It's a lot of fun, and you're going to enjoy it so much once you hunker down, buckle up, and sink your teeth into some brand new hijinks. M. Oh. M. Mom! Hello everyone, I'm Jinx Monsoon, and welcome to Hi Jinx, a podcast where I, an internationally tolerated drag superstar, get to interview compelling and fascinating people about how they became who they are and why they do what they do. Today we are joined by actor, comedian, and writer, John Roberts. Hi John. Hi Jinx. (laughs) You know, okay, so I don't even know where to start because I'm such a huge fan and this is very exciting for me, but um, I've still got to like interview you and like have a conversation that's worth listening to. So I'll try to keep the gushing to a minimum, but... For my listeners who don't know you by name immediately, because I'm sure they know exactly who you are the second they hear even the tiniest hint of Linda Belcher in your voice, let's talk about Bob's Burgers. (laughs) Yes, the best job ever.
1: And uh, yeah, Linda, she's in there. She creeps out um, every now and again.
0: (laughs) What I love about the story of the creation of the character Linda is that essentially it was inspired by your comedy and you uh, kind of uh, graciously handed a character you created over to the creators of Bob's Burgers to play with. And now she is one of the most iconic female characters on television today uh you're essentially you're a <laughs> How f- that
1: you say it like that yeah sounds, <laughs> sounds cool when you say it
0: <laughs> you are a vocal drag queen i always say when i do voiceover work it's like getting into drag without getting into drag it's like getting to perform drag without having to do the whole magilla of drag um if if there was a category for vocal drag, <laughs> you would be the reigning supreme. Oh, Can we? Stop.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, it, it's uh, I wasn't very good at you know I never really did drag, but my wigs weren't really taken care of either. They were always pretty ratty, and
0: uh, you know, just shoved them in a bag and stuff. I'm not a drag queen. <laughs> so you you have drag characters, or um, or, or are we talking about? the YouTube days when you dress up as your mom and talk about the tree. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Well, all that, you know, started with wigs that I got on 14th street in Manhattan (laughs) and I would do a show at this place, starlight lounge in the East village on Avenue a Mm -hmm. and uh, like 11th street. And there was a little stage in the back and um, I would have all my wigs and I would do, um yeah some lady characters some you know male um people mostly people that i knew there were some you know weird ones that i came up with um i did a scene from mommy dearest once that was really fun um but mostly i guess my mom is and and deborah the teenage girl with the nose taped up are my biggest kind of you know drag you know my my ladies those are my girls (laughs)
0: <laughs> so what was what was the hustle like before Bob's Burgers? You were born in Jersey? I gotta say, as far as New Yorkers go, you 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 seem like the New Yorkiest. You seem like you have been hardened by the streets of New York. Um,
1: well,
0: my I was born
1: in Brooklyn, actually. Uh, oh, really? And my parents are both from Brooklyn. My whole family's from Brooklyn. So, um, you know, we kind of, my parents divorced when I was really young. And then my dad was on the Upper East Side since I was like, you know, a year old or so. So. I was always coming to the city but uh you know Brooklyn yeah Brooklyn is all my relatives like when we all get together everyone's got an accent and that kind of thing you know like really <laughs> like New Yorker
0: this is just um this is just proof to what DeLa always says, which is that I don't ever read anything. I only skim things. Because, yeah, it no. says right here. Born it's in not. Brooklyn. Raised Excuse in New thing. Jersey. Raised in Edison. <laughs> yeah.
1: Edison, New Jersey. Which is um, cool. I still love to go back there. You know, I love Edison.
0: I always had the dream of moving to New York. And then I took a show there. We lived there for four months, running this show. And when I left, I was like, well, I don't know that that the plan is to move to New York anymore. It is, I'm from the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Portland, Oregon is the anti New York. And I thought, oh, it'll be so fun. It'll be like Portland, but bigger. No, New York, it's its own continent and <laughs> has to be here in the, such. in the winter
1: or was it was the weather rough? Because that makes a difference, too.
0: But listen, I've been there in the winter. I've been in there in the, the summer and. Um, The winter, it's either, you know, you either got the winter where it's freezing and the winds coming through the skyscrapers just tear the clothing off your body or you're there in the summer and you just smell the trash baking on the hot summer sidewalk.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the summer's uh, (laughs) pretty stinky here. You got to get out and go to the beach or something. Yeah. But uh, the fall. This fall, with everyone with their looks and stuff like that. Now you know it's a good vibe here right now.
0: I can imagine. I, I I'm sure I've been there in the fall. But what I recently discovered is, um, I did a show in Brooklyn, and my flights kept getting canceled because of you know everything in the world is shit right now. But uh, <laughs> uh, but I I unexpectedly spent like three days in Brooklyn. Let me say, if I have, if I could, oh, if I could have it in my contract that anytime I go to New York, I actually just want to live and work in Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. Then we we got something. That's like a a neighborhood from Portland just slapped down in the middle
1: of New York. Oh, yeah. Brooklyn's more relaxed here. You ride your bike, you know, it's the buildings are lower and it's definitely a little room to breathe in, in Brooklyn for sure, you know. You let me know you coming next time. I'll I'll pick you up. <laughs> or we we'll eat? Yeah, I know where the good restaurants are.
0: Perfect. I I I don't know. I think we had sushi in Brooklyn, and everything else was was um, uh, Uber Eats. So don't judge me. But <laughs> oh. l- let's talk a little bit more about you. You have a music career under your belt um you obviously have comedy and characters but what was life like um, before Bob's Burgers in terms of how did you keep yourself busy? I also want to know how long have you been working in the industry as an openly queer person? And how's that been in New York in the (laughs) nineties? Is it just like what um, uh, rent told us it was like? (laughs) Um, I was like, I
1: didn't even get to the, like the successful part of uh, I mean, i (laughs) (laughs) I was like, um, you know, mostly focused on kind of tinkering around with music and stuff. I I went to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. I graduated in like, yeah, 1990. And uh duh. Ad, oh, that. Oh, Adda. yeah it's it's uh there's there's, there's, there's oh it's cool and then one's like <laughs> you know it's fine you didn't do your research it's fine it's
0: listen fine. listen i have the notes but i'm trying to be engaged in conversation
1: <laughs> no this is good this this is good for you to know the difference between amda and ada but not really though. No. okay basically so so but, yeah when i graduated it was mostly soap operas and backstage with like glossy i headshots and um you know i just kind of moved downtown and started to deal with my sexuality um, so i was like i was still 18 19 years old um, and uh and thank god i moved to the right neighborhood like east village started to go to like squeeze box and you know flamingo east and and find you know there were gen xers you know uh that were you know we go into the limelight and you know uh, getting dressed up and and lady bunny had parties and you know, one was called "Poop." I remember, <laughs> uh, and, uh, and, poop and the building like "Delight," and you know, it was all very uh, reminiscent of the '60s at the time. Uh, You know, kind of this hippie love vibe was coming out of the '80s, and you know, "Delight" mm. and um, and Madonna, of course, erotica, and you know, really exploring your sexuality, that kind of thing. Um, you know, being in theater, you always have a Friend that you can tell and, you know, uh, thank God, you know. And uh, and Robin Bird at the time, um, you know, Robin Bird came on late at night. That was like uh, the gayest thing you could watch on TV. Um, <laughs> and But but comedy, the comedy clubs were really straight still. And uh, I, I stopped performing kind of stand-up. I had performed before uh, the Academy. Uh, when I was like 15, 16, I would do open mic nights because I was really into stand-up comedy. In high school, I loved Pee Wee Herman and um, mm-hmm. would do Pee Wee Herman in the talent show um, and uh, saw him at Carnegie Hall in the mm-hmm. 80s, kind of before he was really big and still a little adult. Um, mm-hmm. And um, so I think by like the late 90s, I, you know, had enough of kind of, you know, I exploring who I was a little more comfortable with who I, I was and I could actually start to really you know uh play different types of roles that i you know instead of just like kind of dorky asexual you know like playing beach memoirs or you know stuff that i had played in <laughs> high school you know um and start to relate to things as a real person and uh you know being downtown you know around mistress for and all that you know all those queens um was a big influence because you know that they were the ones that were performing for, you know, the, that was the performances I was going to. I wasn't going to comedy clubs anymore. Um, yeah. I just wanted to hang out downtown. And uh, then I moved to LA and started to get my wigs together. Um, <laughs> and I performed at, uh, you know, a couple places, you know, comedy clubs, but I really didn't like the vibe there. It was still 2001 and right after 9-11 just moved back to New York City and started to form there. It was a better uh, audience for me because the driving around in L.A. and all that stuff, it just it was depressing at the time. So um, being in New York, you have people coming off the streets and it was always a nice mix of everybody. And you could yeah. really gauge what was funny, you know, and what was not funny. And, uh, you know, that, that helped me set up the YouTube stuff because mm-hmm. I knew the tree was already, you know, going to be some kind of hit. I didn't know, you know it was going to, you know, propel me out of, you know, making, you know, $30 a night for <laughs> like, you know, once a week. And, you know, um, be, be, like take me into the voiceover world, which I always wanted to be a part of. I still c- can't get another, you know, nominated for an <laughs> Emmy <laughs> and I can't get an you know, like another audition, so it's like, you know, that things weirdly happened for me in just a weird, awesome, beautiful way. It's like the you know, yeah. just kind of organically grown into this beautiful job that I have. You know,
0: it is a beautiful job because I mean, I'll I'll, I'll say I've watched every episode, many episodes I've seen. Thank you. three or even four times it's it's just such a good show and of course you know the writing is fantastic um the animation is great but really this show is about the voice acting and i feel safe saying that because and i i think the creators would agree seeing as they created some of the characters around the voice actors and i think it's just this really cool time i mean it's a double-edged sword but i think it's a really cool point in in entertainment where someone could create something themselves go viral with it and then And then, and then other creators say, oh, wow, this is something that people are really resonating with. Let's give it an even bigger platform. And it's, uh, you know, we see it with you and Linda. Um, we also see Meg Stalter having a complete Renaissance right now, which is very exciting seeing as it all started from "Hi, gay. (laughs) So it's really amazing Yeah. because, and the double-edged sword is there's plenty of people becoming famous with no marketable talents. But when I see some really, some really talented, some really hilarious performers getting to share something that they've created on such a large platform, it makes me think, wow, there's, you know, there's really good aspects to the short attention span that... (laughs) our audiences have these days (laughs) because it's letting people flourish in, in in different ways that might not, uh, wasn't an option back then, you know, like, um, it just makes me think about like when you're willing to create your own stuff Uh, to fill in that gap between work, you never know what thing you create might be the thing that you're going to ride for the next, however, 13 years, 13 seasons. Congratulations. You're about to start season 13.
1: (laughs) Yeah. We just started that. And um, yeah, I mean, just, you know, what you're saying in terms of like YouTube, giving people this spotlight that wasn't there before you know it right you know at your disposal it's a, it's a little different and it, maybe it's tiktok now you know but um you know it's it's great to be able to you know especially for lgbtq you know plus and and just to have that uh, outreach and you know like i'm doing a film with john early right now who's genius <laughs> And uh, he also had YouTube videos, the showgirl stuff with Cole and, uh, you know, um, when he was watching my videos because he's younger than me, you know. So it's like, you know, and then he kind of like cast me in this movie like he came back for, you know, the old timer. You know what I mean? It was it's very (laughs) cool because this community, you know, didn't exist before. Millennials really brought in a lot, you know. There's more gay comics, and they're all you know really good too. It's not just you know get being gay is the joke. It's that they're they're good. They're they're good at comedy. Their timing is very good, and they're smart. They're enlightened. You know,
0: like both yeah. you. Well, what you mentioned, I think, is a really um, key piece to this. Is um, yeah, queer people uh, have historically just had to create our own work because we weren't being cast in things because of prejudice because I think with Hollywood it's less about the prejudice and more about like oh but no one will want to watch this you know because like queers are everywhere in Hollywood but I think for so long the perception was that American audiences were unable to like something unless it looked and felt like them, you know. And that's a false perception because we've seen now as more um, POC representation uh, is in the media and more POC people are writing, directing, starring in um, work and, and, and controlling the creative from the ground up. And guess what? Everybody watches it. White people watch POC stories because there's universalities in everything. And you don't have to, you don't, I mean, queer people have been doing it for centuries, oh, having wow. to watch straight content and trying to find where it resonates with them, even though they're not seeing themselves represented on television. So, God forbid white people have to transpose themselves for a little bit, you know, and straight just, people have to. It's it just
1: called, like, uh, identifying with being human being, you know, exactly. you don't have to, it doesn't have to be, you know, but it's nice that there's diversity, too. But yes, exactly. Right.
0: I want to know. Okay, so you've been playing Linda now for you're going into your 13th season. Um, It's also just such a wonderful cast. You got H. John Benjamin, whose voice has been over everything. (laughs) Like his voice is everywhere. Everywhere. Um, Yeah, no. uh,
1: (laughs) Yeah, he's genius. I love John. So good.
0: Kristen Shaw, who is is an amazing character actor, who has just been climbing the ladder for, I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think when I first found Kristen, and I can't remember what it was, but now it feels like she's always been there.
1: <laughs> Everywhere, like Legend of Billy Jean. Well, uh, she was on Flight of the Concords, you know, it was mm-hmm. kind of her break, but also just remember performing with her and like the comedy scene, you know, after my YouTube stuff broke, I was able to kind of mix it up with the straights and (laughs) and I was like, Oh, look at these comedy nights that were like two blocks away from us, you know, with our dirty wigs and stuff, but it was all happening at the same time. But yeah, I mean, after that, you know, YouTube, I got a manager and started to actually, Mm -hmm. you know, that's when I met Kristen and John and pretty much everyone, Eugene, you know, um,
0: and Eugene Merman, I saw in Provincetown. I introduced myself to him because I didn't want to um, lose the opportunity. But he was just walking around Provincetown.
1: <laughs> Provincetown, no, uh, she's a Boston girl. You know, she's
0: yeah, loves the Cape. <laughs> Let's talk about what um what are the recording days like? Do you um do you and the cast work in uh, work in the studio together, or do you all go in individually?
1: Well, uh, pre COVID, we would mm-hmm. kind of split up uh, half East Coast, half West Coast, and it would be me, John, and Larry uh, Murphy. Um, and when I lived in LA, I'd be with Kristen and Dan and Lauren, and more of the writers who are out there. We would have table reads. But then after COVID, um, and during COVID, we was pretty, it was just us and the writer. Then they started to sync us all up again in the headphones. So that's like a huge deal for us. And now we're back able to go into the studio, you know, with the boost to, and D out, uh, <laughs> we got our monkeypox vaccines. Now we're good. We're, we're going back in. And, uh, I, I do miss just being there in person and interacting, having a beer after whatnot, but, uh, yeah it's it's great at least to you know hear each other in the headphones and have a little fun and yeah. improvise you know
0: i um you know i'm still uh make uh, breaking my way into voice acting which I absolutely love um, I've done a handful of animation and I, I I did get to do one recording where we were all in the room together and it was a lot of fun especially yeah. to watch someone who does multiple, Voices on the show, and it, 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 unless I'm mistaken, you all do multiple voices because I can, I can pick out. You know, you're not only Linda, but you're also Jocelyn is one of your um, recurring awesome. characters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we can hear yours and H. John Benjamin's voices all throughout when he does miss
1: LaVon's the teacher.
0: (laughs) And then of course, um, one of my favorite aspects is that Andy and Ollie is voiced by, um, uh, Sarah and Laura Silverman. Um, I love the gender bending in it because this show really does. I, it feels like, um, they cast based on the voice and not on the gender of the performer, and yeah. I, I love, um, I love Sarah, Sil- Sarah Silverman also does. Who is it, Ms. or Ms. <laughs> I'm eating my yo play yoga. All oh, right. <laughs> oh no, well no,
1: no, no, that's John. That's John Benjamin. I, I, I oh, it. I swear!
0: I, I swear! Uh, I thought. Mrs. See, Schmer, I think here, so. Yeah, here, I mean. I could... The point is, y'all do a lot of voices. Yeah, and, and I love the swapping.
1: It's it's a kind of Fox tradition, like on other shows too. And you know, uh, Pam Madeline <laughs> and The Simpsons. You know, it's it's, very
0: it's important. it was fun when we did the round table recording to see someone who does the multiple voices have to switch back and forth between the characters and I've always found that as like a superpower you know when I was a kid and I found out that um Dan Castellaneta was not just the voice of Homer but he's the voice of like almost every male character in The Simpsons it blew my freaking mind um There's also a lot of queer representation in Bob's Burgers, and I think, I have to assume it's because the queer audience has really resonated with Bob's Burgers, and kind of, I I venture to say that Tina is probably the most relatable character to the queer community, because even though she's a teenage straight girl... She operates like uh, like an adult gay man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the
1: horses are a giveaway, uh, mm-hmm. and the butts. She loves butts.
0: Um, she really loves butts. She loves
1: butts. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's great. It's beautiful. We go to Comic Con and we we actually get to interact and see the fans and stuff. That's mm-hmm. the best part. Um, and there's just everyone's yeah, gender swapping It doesn't matter you know what race or anything you could dress up as any character i mean i love that for bobs and i love that people can see something in each one of these characters because they're kind of real and Mm -hmm. um you know identify with them and uh yeah comic-con's the best for that though um it's very rocky horror vibe you know Mm -hmm. which is kind of queer too and in the best way the theater kids and you know, just having fun, you know, like kind of just innocent fun, you know?
0: Yeah. And I can tell following your Instagram and this always makes me so happy, but I can just tell how much you love working on the show as well. Cause you're always reposting fan art. You're reposting wow. people dressed as your characters. Um, it's so exciting when, It just makes you feel good about supporting and enjoying watching it when you can tell that the performers in the show are having a great time as well. And that's really what it seems like with your cast, is that you're all having a a really great time. Do you, and this is slightly off topic... But have you gotten to the point where you're sick of people doing Linda's voice at you? Because I got to tell you when I knew I was going to be talking to you today, I had to get it all out of my system before, <laughs> before the call. And even then I'm still slipping into some dialects here and I there. Just cause... Hear it.
1: No, I want never, never, never. No. <laughs> um, it's always awesome. And you know, I love, I love when anyone does anything about Bob's because that means they're a fan and <laughs> You know, it's, it really is like still pinching yourself that you're um, on this show to begin with. And, you know, uh, just like appreciate every single moment, you know, that it's happening. So, you know, and, and to be to be with the cast too, we're not like, you know, it's nice. We have distance from each other, you know, we're not in trailers, like kind of getting on each other's nerves all day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're really like, we go in, we have fun and then we kind of leave, you know, it's it's a beautiful environment. And Lauren is a great showrunner Beautiful soul Very kind and patient And uh, great person to work for He like saved me Yeah
0: I um, I do a holiday tour every year With Ben de la Creme And we have a cast of Six backup dancers wow. And um, You want me we... to be one of those Dancers? <laughs> I'll do it We, um, uh, so our dancers, I started one year, I get kind of loopy at rehearsals, especially, you know, really long tech rehearsals. And I do anything I can to entertain myself and one day I decided to just be Linda all day during the tech rehearsal and I kept calling all the dancers I was like oh look at my squishy little babies oh my babies oh and the costumes oh look at the oh the squishy little babies and um oh, you're now- good.
1: You, you, you are good you're good you're Um, (laughs) We uh,
0: we took this joke so far that now all the dancers have sweatshirts that say squishy little babies. (laughs) And it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like a morale booster in, in in Uh long travel days and stuff. I, I, I crack out a little, Linda taking care of the babies. Oh, I also just while we're on the subject, There's when I got <laughs> when I got ordained um, as a minister of the life church, so I could perform weddings, they sent me a welcome package. I also opened the welcome package as Linda. I was like, oh, look at the certificate. Oh, it's got my name on it. Oh, look at the little badge. Look at the badge on my shoulder. Oh. <laughs> Jake, are you a Linda super fan? I I am the Linda. You know, do you do this with your friends when you're watching shows where it's like you're the you're the Bob, you're the Linda, Uh-oh. you're the Tina, yeah. you're you're a uh, uh, you're a uh, um, Louise with a Jean rising. You know, I'm always the Linda, um,
1: <laughs> and I have
0: a Louise in my life, and they are terrifying. <laughs> uh oh, who's your Louise? This is my best friend. My best friend, Kenny, um, the diabolical evil genius of the family. (laughs) There's always
1: one. There's always one.
0: (laughs) So let's talk about. In the event that um that Bob's Burgers, I comes... die. Yes,
1: you can have my job. Yeah. <laughs> no,
0: no, no. Yeah, in the 24. event, yeah, that that Bob's Burgers naturally runs its course and gracefully bows out. You know, someday in the distant future, the Simpsons are what at like season thirty-three. Uh, so let's let's not plan for it anytime soon. But what, what would move? be? what would be a dream next job for you? If, if this is, if this mm. sounds like a dream job, what would, what yeah. would come next after Bob's burgers?
1: Well, I just, I just wrapped on a movie with John early that came as a big surprise. You know, I have a fun, really fun role and a John's genius. So I, we all I was,
0: love John at this podcast already. He gets brought up quite a bit.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's a shining star. And um, so just, yeah, just to be able to work, you know, more on screen. You know, would be nice. And uh, like I had a little cameo in Fire Island, and um, and my music too. I have a new remix Tommy Sunshine just did, and just to probably p- play more music and uh, play some live shows.
0: Um, yeah, you were you were in a band, and you also you. <laughs> I don't want to get my notes wrong again, but you've got a single called take me dancing. You were also on a song with Debbie Harry called lights out. So you've got, you've got your music career as well. And and do you, you,
1: you, it's my, you know, it's another passion of mine besides comedy, you know, kind of go back and forth and, you know, music's great because you always have a great recording last forever. And, uh, Junior Sanchez has been producing my stuff. And Beth Ditto, I did a song with her. And uh, I've been writing a bunch of stuff for next year that's going to come out. I'm really excited to put out because I, I feel like it's kind of, you know, getting better.
0: That That is exciting because you just seem like a cool person, John Roberts. Thank now, like you. I said, I follow, yeah. <laughs> I follow your Instagram. And it's funny that you say you'd love to do some more acting on screen because I just um happen to <laughs> my comedy partner and I wrote a movie we didn't write the full movie yet but we've come out with the whole we have the whole plot Um, we've got the skeleton of this movie Um, we used to do a web show together called monsoon season which is basically just me as jinx monsoon my adult slacker stun uh, stun my, <laughs> my adult slacker son um, and we're always trying to get rich and every episode's like a get rich scheme and then it all goes horribly wrong. We wrote a movie um that's essentially, you know, the movie version of that. And there is a role in it for Jinx's, Yes, I'll do it. Yes, I will. <laughs> Jinx's lover and we've talked about you for this role many many times. Um Aww. Jinx is trying to black widow a guy. She's trying to she's trying to marry a man for his money and then off him. Um, you know, I didn't give away too much of the movie. You could pretty much guess that's what Jinx would be doing. But um, she finds real love along the way. And I have to tell you, the two people are two dream people for this role. So you've got some competition, but you two couldn't be more opposite. We, we have said we either want John Roberts for this role or Eric Andre. So why don't you tell me why you're better uh, for this for this shit. hypothetical role for a movie that may never happen. Yeah. Why, why should I? we go John Roberts rather than feel, Eric Andre? I
1: feel like I have to have Eric Andre here and we could debate. <laughs> Uh, I eric andre once in the locker room at soul cycle uh um, in the
0: locker room yeah oh yeah. my gosh you
1: guys saw, saw his butt and that's why i have a nicer ass
0: <laughs> perfect the role is yours john the role is yours Thank you. As soon as we find any means of creating it, he's got, got a beautiful. Life. <laughs>
1: he's, a, he's a beautiful person. He's beautiful.
0: Eric Andre is one of my biggest crushes of all time. He's got and, he's uh, got a
1: certain something. He's got a but that movie was just so good. Oh, I loved it so much. <laughs> His movie. Um,
0: did you see it? Which 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 movie is that? The is that, is that the new? It's this last movie. I can't believe I don't know the title. I'm so
1: stupid. But it was no. It was, I it came I out.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's one, yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's like a prank show, but with a plot. The movie, the movie. I know. <laughs> genius, but genius. Yeah. Uh, watch he TV. had an OnlyFans for a second. The internet exploded. I think I remember
1: like a cut out, like <laughs> his butt cheeks being like cut out or something. Like, he was like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: that
1: is when. That is
0: one male celebrity who's been very generous with his nudity throughout the years. Um, We like that. (laughs) Um, John, who have been some of your favorite celebrity guests on Bob's Burgers? I would be remiss if I didn't spend a moment talking to you about Megan Mullally, who is of course a queer icon. Yeah. Um, She voices Gail, Linda's sister. Um, did you work with her to find kind of the family's idiosyncrasies and find where, where your voices were going to have similarities for those two characters?
1: Yeah. You know, originally it was, oh, this is my little senior. Uh, it was originally Carol Kane, the first <gasps> couple episodes. So Carol Kane's coming in and she's, you know, we're like talking and emailing and stuff. And then I guess they went into more of a musical thing because Megan's much more musical, you know? Mm-hmm. So Then they brought in Megan, and Megan was just more come in and you know, sing and you know be like hi everyone, like super sweet and like a big fan of the show and you know like uh, yeah she just she killed it. I mean, definitely, um, you know, I mean Carol Kane's genius, but uh, I I understand. Oh, we
0: love Carol Kane, but Uh I'm gonna have to go back and watch those because I I. I guess I never noticed the switch. (laughs) I
1: I don't even know if they made it, if they just replaced her. uh, But I do remember season one, hanging out with Carol Kane and being so excited to be like, we're sisters, you know, but I'm (laughs) equally as excited with Megan Mullally. Did I just say Megan McCain? Yeah. Megan McCain. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah. First it was Megan <laughs> Kane, and then it was
0: uh you know. <laughs> they they were just going through Megan's <laughs> for the role. We know we want the actor to be named Megan, and that's as far Maybe, as we got but, <laughs> she was a little problematic on set, but uh um so are there other celebrity guests that blew your mind? Uh, Carol Kane, I mean, that's very exciting to me um, oh she's... Uh, sorry, Henry Winkler. Clar- Henry Winkler.
1: And <laughs> Clarice Leachman was the, she was like the mummy, you know. Um, yeah, I get starstruck by everybody pretty much. <laughs> but the old timers, yeah, like Henry Winkler was, that was really special. He's like, sorry, I got pizza stain on my shirt. Or like, I don't, you know. <laughs> and then just like awkwardly waiting at the valet after the record, you know, like trying to talk to, I remember talking to Henry Winkler and I don't know why I said this, but I was like, I don't act. I was like, like, I really downplay, like, my, like, just really, like, I don't know how I got this job. Like, I just, I don't know what I said to Henry Winkler, but it was probably like, what the, who is that guy? Because um, I was a little overwhelmed. And um, who else? Uh, well, I love, we have a lot of, yeah, a lot of, Kevin Klein is amazing. And, you know, just to have to, he comes into New York and, you know, he, we've done live shows and things. He's, He's a genius, and you know, such a great actor. Uh, pretty much everyone—they're so yeah. good. They're good. You should be on it, though. And uh, oh,
0: listen, this—I'll play anything. I'll play a fucking dog. I'll play. I'll, I'll play anything on Bob's Burgers. I'm just such a longtime fan, and it's—it's—it's it's, it's just one of those feel-good shows. Oh my God, John, the movie. The, the movie was fantastic. Was I went beautiful. to see the movie in theaters. And do you know what kind of surprised me the most? Is that I left the movie saying, did you see the choreography? Like yeah. the choreography for animated characters. I don't yeah. know if there was motion capture involved or if if yeah. um, choreographers worked with real bodies first to then get the animation right. But I, I have think- never been struck by the choreography in an animated anything like I think we all know the Peanuts dances you know like the just the like the looping dance of the kids moving back and forth to see animated characters do like a full-blown musical number and for the choreographer for the choreography to read so clearly in the audience watching an animated film it was just it really kind of blew my mind. And it's, it's such a good film. I I hope you're very, very proud of that.
1: (laughs) Oh, it was like the cherry on top of the cherry. Like it, like we, I think we closed the deal right before COVID and we recorded during COVID and uh, uh, just to see, like be able to go to the premiere on, you know, they shut down Hollywood Boulevard and, you know, Mm -hmm. it was just, You know, and then also just how touching and beautiful, like right now, it's nice to have a movie like that where, you know, with all this heavy stuff going on where people could still, you know, just be entertained and, and in a nice, you know, in a very wholesome way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's also um we we talked about, you know, how Tina resonates with the queer community. But mm-hmm. there is um I know that there are uh, well, I don't know uh, uh, my notes. Uh, I've been bad with my notes today, but <laughs> I assume that there are some queer writers on the staff. I know that there are some queer um, illustrators on the staff. Um, yeah. And it seems like I remember the the Christmas episode with the Bleacon. Um, it was a two part episode. Tadra Hall guest stars as um, Christmas Eve. Christmas lights. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that episode. It's a really sweet episode, and and he's in that episode. He's he plays Dalton, the brunch guy, the brunch guy, of course. Yeah. And it's a really sweet episode about chosen family, about how um, how it can be rough being queer around the holidays. That's something that Dale and I are always doing in our work with our holiday show is talking about the kind of the inequity of the holiday season where it's very heteronormative. It's very, very, um, you know homogenized around that time of year. Um, So to see an episode of such a popular show talking about those topics and to see Linda, who is otherwise a queer ally, see that she's made maybe like an error in judgment and then doubled down on being a queer ally. it's, It's really great to see that kind of stuff in in all forms of media and to have been someone who grew up on cartoons and like even though the simpsons you know they had the the episode with um with john waters um that was a very uh, queer positive episode but it was still you know way back then and there's still i I watch that episode sometimes and i'm like i thought you know we thought this was really good progress back in the day right perhaps <laughs> yeah <laughs> so to have a show where you don't have to go looking for for the the meaningful messaging and um, and then for it to still be entertaining and funny and the performances are still captivating um, it's just really it's a really great time to be alive I'm happy to be alive in, in, in the time of Bob's Burgers <laughs> sweet
1: yeah me too obviously and you know I I do think our writers are really have a lot of heart and uh, you know, they're, they're furthering the radical liberal agenda.
0: This is, this is the future liberals want. Um, (laughs) What is your day to day life like um, outside of the realm of Bob's Burgers? Um, We know that you're keeping yourself busy working on music. You're a very fashionable, attractive person. I have to imagine, do do you ever have, uh, do you ever go out partying and end up at the cock at 4 a.m. and there's naked go-go dancers all around and then you say, can I get another drink? And they're like, oh my God, it's Linda. Does that ever happen to you?
1: (laughs) Well, you know, I used to DJ at the cock, to be
0: honest. (laughs) Um, One of my favorite places in the world. (laughs) Yeah, uh,
1: I DJed there and it was a great place to work. And um, I, you know, since COVID and stuff, I've been more a homebody like everybody. But now finally feels like, you know, we're going to have some fun in the city this fall and You know, I'm usually a homebody with the dogs. I have a senior dog right now and she's really, you know, needs a lot of attention. And, um, you know, I'm with my husband and, you know, just kind of trying to be healthy and creative and stay, you know, in a good place that's, you know, uh, feels manageable, get good sleep and all that boring stuff. But, but I, I cannot wait to go out to, you know, this fall, go dancing and, you know, have have some nights out at like House of Yes or you know any lady fags parties or you know something where you get dressed up and you know carry on a little bit.
0: You are a true New York socialite, and I love it. <laughs> I'm just imagining because you know we know who the character Linda is, and then it's so funny to imagine like the person voicing Linda is that with Suzanne Bartsch doing poppers. <laughs> Uh, I wrote about poppers, but, uh, <laughs> Listen, poppers let me have my fantasy. Yeah, okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> let me have my fantasy. Of you join. in a group I sex in you in a group sex dungeon at a kick club in Brooklyn and and you're going, "Alright."
1: <laughs> well, that was my That's how yeah. I imagine it. And I'm going, "Come back. Don't you want to fuck Linda?" Come back. Uh, and they're running out the door. But actually, no, that would be. And then my husband cuts my balls off. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. Oh, okay. So I'm doing this in the context of the episode. Um, you and your husband are definitely invited um, to the Jigs and De La holiday show. Oh, we are uh, we're doing two nights in New York. Um, so Town I hall. will set that all up for you. Town hall. <laughs> Town freaking hall. The Marriott. I you coming. <laughs> Do you know one of the things that I love about the voice acting on Bob's Burgers is the asides? Of course, oh, you, yeah, but no, I'm just kidding, just kidding. There's so many asides, and Linda is great for the asides. Like, oh, he doesn't want to, oh, no. <laughs> like, muttering to herself. I love Linda muttering to herself. There's this one, um, there's this one line. <laughs> Oh, my God. It's not even coming to me now. It's something that I just think about all the time. And it wasn't even one of the main characters, but it was like a a stock character in a grocery store said something like, can you believe this? She wants to know about toothpicks. I don't know. Yeah, right, right. (laughs) The voice acting is so damn good on that show. You all seem like you're having a really good time. And so. Thank you. It's just very exciting to see you doing all of this. I'd love to voice act
1: with you sometime because you're so talented. So let's say, let's put it out there.
0: We're putting it into the universe. Uh, This might be the next hit show. It's just the two of us. (laughs) Just the two of
1: us.
0: (laughs) Living together, Bob is dead, and now I'm with my new friend, Jinx. (laughs) I think the 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 musical um when they turned the restaurant into um dinner theater has oh, to, yeah. it's one of the earliest episodes and it that was the episode that cemented me as a Bob's Burgers fan. To say that he was leading man handsome. I say that all the time. <laughs> I'm wishing you many, many more years of Bob's Burgers. I'm wishing you all the love and support in your music career. And we have come to the point in the conversation where I have compulsory questions that I ask every guest. And you may answer them in whatever fashion you feel. Um, Just answer them honestly and from your heart. (laughs) Okay. First question is, who is your celebrity crush today?
1: Christy McNichol.
0: <laughs> is there a specific reason or is she just always set to? <laughs> right. And I love Little Darlings. <laughs> and the pirate movie.
1: She was great in the pirate movie.
0: What pirate movie? Yeah,
1: with, um, uh, it's like a really crappy musical with the guy <laughs> <laughs> from I love
0: it. Listen, if it's not animated, I haven't oh, seen you'll it. Oh, you will love it! <laughs> no, it's a good one. We,
1: I think we watched it like all summer, like nineteen eighty-three or something horrible like that. It's like on the HBO every five
0: minutes. Perfect. Um, my next question for you is: Are you spiritual? Sure. <laughs> um,
1: I love the spirit. I love to channel the spirit. I love. I love to take notice when things are lining up spiritually and yeah, have yeah. gratitude and have gratitude. And I took DMT once and I saw little magic munchkin people that live inside <laughs> of us. So I'm pretty sure we're going to be okay. <laughs> we're going to be fine.
0: <laughs> have you ever had a moment where I've only had this happen once, no. once, earnestly and honestly that i can truly say this and i don't know that you do any impersonation work but you're a very talented um voice actor so maybe you have some some dead celebrities inside of you i was singing um ball and chain the janice joplin version for a a rock show in Provincetown and I was so stoned and the song began and I went into a trance and I don't, I don't remember anything like, I don't remember seeing the audience. I don't remember anything else about this performance other than When I was done, it felt like, oh, I think Janis Joplin just possessed me for the last five and a half minutes to sing that song, and now I'm back in control. Have you ever had an out-of-body voice acting experience where a dead celebrity has possessed you for a time? (laughs) Wow.
1: No, I don't think I have. Yeah, I don't think I... (laughs) Like, do I do any dead celebrities? I used to do... um, uh, uh, What's his name? <laughs> the the marathon. You know
0: the dead one. <laughs> Jerry. Jerry. Uh,
1: Jerry uh, yeah, you know the um the dead one. Jerry. Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lewis. <laughs> hey, hey, Jerry
0: Lewis. Hey, 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 hey.
1: And uh, yeah. That's it. That's he just possessed. He
0: never me. possessed you. Oh, he just just now. Oh, that was it. Okay. And my final question for you is: What is your go-to karaoke song?
1: Ooh, um, it's Depeche Mode. I'm taking a ride with my best friend, but I also want to be the first gay person to cover "Walking in Memphis." I was wrong well <laughs> in him in, in this, you know, because no gay person's yeah. ever sung that song before and I feel like
0: Enough drag queens is, have lip sync to share doing it that um oh, you know, shit. you're right. You Well no 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 you need to give oh, us you need to give us the queer anthem version. We need, we need the like that. disco laser light yeah. show <laughs> walking in Memphis. Walking in Memphis.
1: Oh, I could find something else. Uh, maybe some like, in Mechanics or um, I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Do you have um, anything you'd like to promote? Uh, where can my listeners? find your music I assume yeah. on all the places you listen to music
1: <laughs> all the streaming platforms uh, John Roberts there's another John Roberts that does kind of electric kind of weird cool stuff um, so don't get it mixed up I'm the jo- the gay one uh, with the flesh <laughs> um, in the beats I got the beats uh, and um, yeah you'll, you'll see or my Twitter page John Roberts fun my Instagram but take me Dancing, the Tommy Sunshine remix. Is uh, that's what you want to get right now? That's the newest. Is it
0: fire? Is oh, it king?
1: It, it's hot <laughs> off the griddle. No, um, yeah, it's great. Tommy Sunshine and on deck, great remixers, and it's got really high energy. It's getting a great reaction all across <laughs> the world. Dubai, London. Uh, that was uh, that was stupid. It? Uh, it was a
0: voice. My <laughs> <laughs> character's not on
1: burgers, um, and it's <laughs> on any show. And Yo, say hi. Hi, say hi, y'all. Go, oh, she's my senior.
0: <laughs> I have one last compulsory question specifically okay. for you is um, do you have a favorite episode of Bob's Burgers?
1: Well, Jinx, it's gonna be um, the one that I got emanated, nominated for an <laughs> <anime>. emanated. <laughs> emanated.
0: animated, <laughs> animated,
1: animated, yeah, no, uh. <laughs> the the uh linda it's her birthday and it's um linda pendant woman i believe oh no i, th- I think that's the name of it. <laughs> yeah i think that's the one basically when she she's really go. she gets locked out of the house and it's yeah. revealed that she poops in a hotel all the time and you know
0: we learn a lot about linda but we also see her survival skills and um and you know what if i if i wanted to be astute i'd say Sometimes we forget that Linda is Louise's mom because they're so different and there's episodes about Linda and Louise being at odds with each other. But when you see Linda out in the wild willing to make a, like pants out of a gar- out of a grocery bag, fighting with the woman in the line over the cups. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that that's one of my favorites. We got uh, oh you want these cups but we have these other cups. Tell me everything. I'm always behind that person in the grocery store that pisses me off. I related to Linda so much in that episode. Um, Congratulations on your Emmy nom. I'll say my favorite Bob's Burgers episode is Topsy the Elephant Um, because oh, I sing yeah. I sing electric love constantly. I sing both parts back and forth to myself.
1: <laughs> You're not alone. That's one of the top Bob's Burgers streams songs you know that's it's a very there's, popular
0: one there's also a music group i think they are even featured on the bob's burgers music album and they're called bob's buskers right. and they do like they do kind of like ambient experimental covers of bob's yeah. burgers songs It's outrageous who writes all the goddamn songs they're brilliant they're, they're brilliant,
1: brilliant. You know, lauren bouchard the creator he's Loves, mm-hmm. You know, he writes a lot of music, but we have like a whole musical team now, you know, back in the day, it was just me improvising, you know, like <laughs> the, thing, the song and stuff and them kind of piecing it together. But now it's like, you know, Broadway style, like even probably yeah. starting with the, the episode, you know, the brunch uh, Christmas, you know, episode that, you know, I think that's where I was like, "Wow, this is really next, becoming next level," and it is. It's it's like a whole another awesome part of the job that I didn't think. It's you know, yeah, it's
0: brilliant. I'm. We're at the end of the episode, and I'm just thinking, "Oh my god, we haven't even talked about the music." Listen, when people. Um, when people come up to me, only half the time do they know what I'm referencing, but people come up to me and meet and greets and they say, thank you for being here. And I go, thank you for loving me. Thank you for being here. The whole world's thinking everyone's thanking you, thanking us for thanking you. (laughs) And, and people look at me like half the time they get it and they're like, Oh, but you know, sometimes it's just me singing to myself to (laughs) to, to get through it. (laughs) I love it. I love it.
1: I would love for you to come on as Linda's like single white female a little bit, like someone that starts hanging out at the restaurant that just starts acting like Linda. A little bit, you know, like wedging their way into the family. Oh, yes, yes, like wheel ride or burning, you know, boiling the the rabbits, or you know, she,
0: she, yeah, yeah. She sees what Linda has and she wants to take it for her own. Yeah,
1: yeah I could see
0: little, that, so or be, maybe like Linda's wild, wild party friend from back in the day, from before she was married, who wants to get Linda to come out and go wild again, dragging oh, Linda but,
1: back into the gutter.
0: I have so many ideas. I who, who, or just who do like, I talk to? Who do okay. I spam and bully to get me in, onto we this? We'll it. we got to start an online
1: campaign. We're just. Okay. we got to strong arm them.
0: we got to strong yeah. arm <laughs> You know, queer people, we have to create our own opportunities. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, John. This has been just a dream come true. Do you know when I was a kid? there was Z100 on the radio oh, hello. and there was,
1: was
0: there was this disc jockey um Nelson who used to do voices and one day they got Dan Castellaneta to call into the show and um this disc jockey got to talk to Dan Castellaneta and I always I listened to that interview multiple times as a kid, because they would go back and forth doing voices for each other. This today was my Dan Castellaneta no. <laughs> interview. Yeah. This, was, this was so major to me. And I'm just such a huge fan. And it feels so good supporting you. It feels so good. I think I'll keep doing it.
1: <laughs> Please. Well, let me tell you, I get to brag to all my friends that I got to hang out with you and meet you today. And, you know, everyone's <laughs> gagged. So, you know, uh, this is like, you're making me way cooler than I am, but I appreciate
0: it. Building your street cred. Well, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: (laughs) Genius. Thank you,
0: Jinx. And thank you all so much for listening to Hi Jinx here on the Forever Dog and Moguls of Media Network. My name is Jinx Monsoon, and we have new episodes every Wednesday. So make sure to search for Hi Jinx on your favorite podcast app and hit subscribe. You can follow me at the Jinx on Instagram or at Jinx Monsoon everywhere else. And I'll see you next Wednesday for some more
1: Hi Jinx. Bye Jinx. Bye Jinx.
0: M Oh M Mom To listen to Hi Jinx one day early and ad free sign up for Mom Plus at mompodcasts.plus. Hi Jinx is produced by Moguls of Media a.k.a. Mom, hosted by me, Jinx Monsoon, and produced by Joseph Shepard. Editing and sound design by Will Pitts, executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, and Joe Cilio.